This is an ABC podcast. Hey, workmates, Claire Hooper here. So, by now, if you've been listening from the start, you'll know how to network like a mofo and hopefully you've spruced up your LinkedIn. If not, go to our website, abc.net.au forward slash pineapple for some quick and dirty tip sheets on how to do just that. Now, we're going to assume you can write a snappy cover letter and we're going to assume your CV is updated and looks half decent. What we want to do today is look at how to convert it into a job. This is The Pineapple Project, the podcast that makes you better at work. And this is a bonus episode with a sweet slice of juicy information that will help you in sticky situations. Maybe you've found yourself in the position of getting a job interview. Maybe you've got a coffee meeting with a potential job dangling at the end of it. How do you make them want you? How do you get them to swipe right on you all night? That's jobs, right? Oh. Oh. (laughs) No wonder everyone's talking about Tinder. Shan Kien is a recruitment expert. She's been in the game for over a decade and knows what you should be thinking about to ace your next interview. I think the first thing that you should do is really put a deep level of empathy of the people that you're actually meeting, but also the organisation that you're being interviewed for. Because the biggest thing is is that once you actually have um, an idea on, I guess, the people that you're meeting, their expectations and all this, the skill set, then you'll be able to position yourself really effectively in front of the interviewers. An example would be uh, being able to um, go into LinkedIn and really research their background of those interviewers and then you can actually start building that relationship, connecting your passions and your interests to what the company is doing so that you can easily talk about it. So first thing you do, stalk the interviewers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. How important do you think first impressions are and what can people do to create a good and lasting impression on the interviewers? It's very important. I believe that an interviewer can make up their mind within the 30 minutes. And you've got to remember that you're not the only person that they're interviewing. So being able to have the ability to establish relationships quickly and having that skill is going to make it an advantage for you. You know, firstly, being able to use their name. Don't overuse their name while while you're talking in a sentence, but connect with them at a level where you're looking at them in the eye. I've been in interviews before where I've asked the question in an interview and the interviewee would not look at me in the eye and would address everybody else. So, so making sure that in a meeting or in an interview that you're addressing everyone, no matter who's asked the question, using their name, obviously. But if you can veer the conversation to more of a conversation rather than a I'm the interviewer, I'm going to ask you a question, you answer, then you know that that's a great indication that you're building that rapport. It sounds like you're saying be a confident person. I mean, does a shy person have a hope? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the one thing to really tap into is if you can align yourself as an individual and believe in what the company is doing, then naturally you're going to be able to shine through no matter what you're actually saying. So that belief in your mind is going to make a bit of an impact in the way that you deliver those answers. The one thing to remember in an interview is that interviewers aren't there to stump you. They're there to really find, I guess, the the right person to fit within their team and their culture. And and then that's basically it. If you don't fit it, then that's perfectly fine. There's another team out there that's waiting for you. But to go in there and, and feeling really secure about yourself is going to really give you an effective leeway. And 
If you're making it a conversational experience, then that means you're asking them questions back. Yeah, and that's why we say there's there's an injection of that self-worth that kind of comes in too. Um, go in, make sure that you have questions ready to go and ask, you know, what's the culture like? What does learning and development look like here? How do you manage people overall? Um, what kind of candidate can you see fitting into your team? Those are the types of questions that's going to demonstrate how inquisitive you are and also build that relationship too. You're saying they're really trying to get to know you. They're not they're not trying to catch you out, but it does feel like some of the questions that you got get asked in an interview are tricks. You know, like it's it's like a Miss World pageant. It's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, true, so true. Right? Like yeah. wait, you know, what what's your biggest weakness? Honestly, what are you meant to answer? I just love work too much. What are you what are those tricky questions and what are you meant to say? Yeah. So your biggest weakness, um, and another uh, question that is coming up quite often these days is um, what is the misconception about you? Very similar. Um, is to really understand your state of awareness, your ability to say, you know, this is an area that I'm struggling with, but this is what I've actually done to make things better. Because I, I guess in any organisation or in any role, we don't expect perfection overall. But what we do expect is that when you see something that's wrong, you're actually doing something about it. So an example would be my weakness is I talk really fast. I used to talk really fast, but I've been able to do some exercises that really have slowed my speech down that has made my message a little bit more better in the way I convey myself. So, you know, as long as you state the weakness and what you've done about it, then that's what employers are looking for. Speaking fast seems a lot better than I like to steal from the stationary cupboard. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pick pick your weakness. Pick your weakness, Speaking of weakness, I mean, Mm. can you say... Um, my biggest weakness is I'm really nervous in job interviews. Is it okay to be that honest? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I've gone into um, interviews where I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm actually really nervous at the moment. And it actually um, changes the style of the interview slightly because if the interviewer is like, okay, well, if this person's a little bit nervous, we'll, we'll go a little bit easy on that person. So I guess the more, as I said, the more transparent you are about who you are as a person, the more they'll be able to tailor it. If they're really good employers, tailor the, those interviews to towards you. So you're basically saying be what they want, but also be the real you. You better just hope that's the same thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Please select one of the following options. Initially, um, in the first uh, five to 10 minutes, they'll start asking a little bit about yourself, you know, and the best way to answer that question is to kind of go through your work history related to the role itself and even ask the question of, would you like to know more about my current situation or would you like me to go back a couple of years back um, so that you're actually uh, tailoring your answer to exactly what they're looking for rather than all this information that's that's not required because you've only got one one hour to really impress them. Here's another curly question. You get asked about money. What do you expect to be paid? What are mm. you worth? How do you answer questions about money mm. with style? Give them a range. Never give them a dead set. You know, I'm looking for 100K. Give them a range of going, I've done my research. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that range. Or you can actually be transparent and say, I'm currently on this. But as a move, it's expected in the industry that you'll actually increase your pay for the next role. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a 5 to 10% rise um, if, if possible, but I'm also very negotiable as well. So put that negotiable in at the end of the sentence, but always give them a range. And don't look like you're terrified to answer the money question. Yes, don't. Yeah, be, Just be confident. Smile. smile. Exactly. Eye contact. Yeah, exactly. Lots of interviews are done online now over Skype or FaceTime. Mm, yeah. Are there any 
tips for them? I mean, should you wear pants in case they ask you to stand up? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean usually um, that's a really good question. I mean, wear pants. Um, just wear pants. Yeah, just wear pants. Gives you just confidence. in case. Yeah, just in exactly. case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case. Um, but yeah, but I mean, online and Skype, um, the biggest thing is is the engagement between your face and the interviewer. So just really being able to have that connection. Eye contact is really important. When an interviewer asks you a question to really go, you know, that's a really great question that you've asked me and and really leaning into the screen because, you know, when you're leaning into the screen, it demonstrates the, I guess, the closeness is going to help. It's a stressful situation though, a job interview, and you know, things do go wrong. So I'm at a group interview and there's maybe like five other candidates and one of the interviewees reached out and touched my hair and asked if it was real. Just for reference, I have like a really big afro, so that was kind of awkward. We had one guy giving us his kung fu demonstrations because he he was a black belt, so that was a bit odd. So I actually was going for a job that I really wanted, but I lost my voice the day before and literally could not speak at all. I was hoarse and had to So I rocked up for a job interview and it was for one particular role and then halfway through they ended up offering me another job that wasn't really connected at all to what my experience is. It was just a bit bizarre because it wasn't anything I was necessarily qualified for. It was just something I had done once, one day in a job that I had been in for five years. My friend, I remember one time she had a Skype interview for a job and then afterwards the guy asked for her number to take her to dinner. But I don't think she got it because she didn't really respond to him when he messaged her. Wow. Just wow. Shan, help us out. What are the top three mistakes people make in job interviews? So the three biggest mistakes that people do in their interviews is, one, they badmouth their employer. Two, they swear. Swearing is a no-no. And three, that they just rock up without doing their research, um, not knowing people's names, not the organisation. So those are the biggest three mistakes. How wrong can people get it? I've had a lot of stories around people's hygiene going into an interview. I had a candidate once that loved eating garlic. And then when he went into an interview, the interviewer's feedback came back and said, look, the smell in the room was just (gasps) so much that I couldn't even focus on the interview. So it was just really hard to, to give that feedback, but the feedback needed to be returned to that candidate. And so I just basically said, please don't eat any more garlic before the interview. Unless you're interviewing for a garlic company. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. This other horror story is where I've had the candidate that was so stressed out and the interview, it was about a 36 degree day. He was driving to the interview. Um, he had his shirt and everything else on and ran because he was running late. So another tip is arrive at the premises at 30 in 30 minutes, then walk in 10 minutes before the interview. Um, don't arrive 30 minutes and sit there in the foyer. Be there 10 minutes. And, and go from there. But um, he ran um, and the feedback to that candidate was just make sure that you have a spare shirt um, in your car, deodorant in your car, and just make sure that you kind of just check yourself before you wreck yourself or check yourself before you go in. So, yeah. Have you ever seen people walk in with 
Have you ever had a fly down? Have you ever seen a fly down? Yes, I've had you a have. fly down. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was really awkward actually because there wasn't a table in between us, so the I think the candidate opened, <laughs> um, opened his legs, and um, yeah, so it was a little bit awkward. But as an interviewer, you want to try and make it as comfortable as you can. You don't have to say anything; just send feedback later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you ever seen anyone? I mean, in all your eleven years of recruitment, have you seen anyone? be at the halfway mark and they've completely stuffed it up Mm. but have managed to bring it back? Or Mm. should we just give up 15 minutes in if it's not going well? Yeah. It's really interesting. I've been in an interview where I was the interviewer and this individual was really struggling with technical questions that we were asking. And I think it was about 30 minutes in, he just said, look, I, I really don't know. I don't know the answer. And I could really feel like he's, um, his battle has been met. Uh, but one thing that he said was, I don't know the answer, but I can see that there's so much opportunity to grow here. These are the ways that I could actually find the answer for you. These are the things that I would do after this interview to learn and really adopt what I've learned here today. And after that kind of comment, we were like, you know, that type of attitude is something that we that we want, that defeat is not an option, but in other ways he's found a workaround towards finding that solution and that's the type of resilience that we were looking for. So even if you feel like you've stuffed it up halfway through, there's definitely some time to save it and that is, you know, being able to demonstrate a workaround if you can. Yeah, there has been so many times where I've had managers come back saying, you know, Shan, I love the fact that this person was so upfront about what they don't know. I loved that. It just meant that I was able to navigate my way through that interview a lot faster and a lot better and effective. And the relationship was just so great um, with that transparency. So it's okay to demonstrate your vulnerabilities in there. It actually demonstrates a very humanistic side to that um, interview, but also that relationship as well. Yeah. You didn't say whether he got the job or not. Oh, no, he got the job. He got the job. job. He got the job. Yay. (laughs) That's great. Um, What's it like when an interviewee walks out, when a candidate walks out? Mm. Do you bitch about them when they've left the room? (laughs) I love that question. Um, Have you ever laughed immediately when someone's walked out the room? No. Oh, you're very respectful. (laughs) I promised you that when Shan left the room, we didn't laugh. She nailed it. Going up. That was Shan Kien, expert recruiter, and that was a delicious, juicy slice of information that you can take with you to a job interview. Or a date. Remember, do your preparation. In brackets, stalking. Arrive early and with good hygiene. And if you monumentally stuff up, the important thing is to show how you can recover. I'll be back soon with more episodes of The Real Deal, the full pineapple, that is. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts or you can just hear it in the ABC Listen app. And if you know somebody who could really use some help in this area, be a friend, be a work wife and share this with them. Tell them. But if there's other people going for the same job as you, don't tell them about this show. You keep it to yourself, okay? I'm Claire Hooper. And together, we're making work just a little bit sweeter. Next time on The Pineapple Project. Your mindset is growing, you're investing your time wisely and you've started really working those relationships and building your network. So why is it you sometimes feel like 
a bit of a fraud. Everyone's watching, they're trying to help you, but they think you can't do it. If that sneaky little bastard of a self-doubting voice ever pipes up in the back of your mind... Everyone's going to think you don't know what you're doing. You are not alone. And so we worry at some point we're going to be exposed as an imposter. We are human beings. Embrace the discomfort. Imposter syndrome. What it looks like and how to deal with it. That's next on The Pineapple Project. This is a production of ABC Audio Studios. 